get clear on what you want and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks it doesn't even matter if you think it's ridiculous if you want it you want it and then ask yourself better questions surround yourself with better people who can ask you the better questions so that you can put together your rich life the number of hours in the day and the number of hours that you work do not equate dollar for dollar to the amount of output that you can create so the only thing standing between the two of those two things is the opportunities you take and the beliefs you decide, you know, the limits you put on yourself about what's possible within that time frame. My name is Samantha Riley and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, here with my lovely co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you today, Tim? I am fabulous. That's very Wow, new. I thought we were going to have a musical theatre episode. You know, every series always has a musical theatre episode somewhere in there. I went to get my ukulele. Surely I suddenly had it. No, 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 please don't. Please don't. Because <laughs> I can't actually play the ukulele. Excellent. I have the best intentions to kind of learn to play the ukulele and stuff like that. And then find myself just falling back into habit and routine where uh -huh. it just my lessons. Oh, my brother and one of my sons can play the ukulele and around a campfire it can become quite funny. But anyway, moving on from ukuleles and campfires, last week or in last week's episode, you mentioned a Netflix series how to be rich by Ramit Sethi and you spoke quite highly of it and suggested watching it and I binged it <laughs> binged it I binged it in two nights I couldn't I had to keep watching I wanted to know if one of those people was going to sell her condo <laughs> I had to watch it to the end <laughs> I think it's really fair I mean just as a is a content construction base if you look at the metadata behind the content construction not just the content itself he mm -hmm. does really fantastic things where he open loops. Oh. Okay. We haven't talked about open loops much on, you know, but the open loop is when you yeah. start a story but then don't finish it till the next end episode or after the ad break or whatever it happens to be or in the next email. But, of course, each time he does it, he then opens up another loop for the next email after that or the next episode after that, which is why people binge things and why you find some books you pick up are just absolute page turners because you want to find out what's happened next, but intermingled with that, they've actually opened up a new story arc at the same time. Absolutely. it was. I thought it was done very well. I love Ramit. I think he's fantastic. I've always really loved his content. I was sharing with you before we started recording. One of the things that I love about his content, which I feel that a lot of people in the finance space or, you know, the investment space don't get or don't tap into as coaches is to really get clear on why people are motivated to make the money and what they want to spend their money on. And I feel that he does it really well. You know, it's about what do you want your rich life to look like? Spend your money on the things that mean something to you, but also invest and create wealth so that you can continue to do that. 
where I feel a lot of people talk about, you know, save money and invest money to have this money, but don't really talk about, you know, getting clear on what you want your life to look like. So, you know, they're making it all about the money. You and I as coaches or, you know, in our coaching consulting side often have people saying to us, it's not about the money. And we're here in this episode to say, no, it really is, but it is somewhere in the middle. And I think Ramit gets it just right. And I think that I know I'd love to have this conversation today with you, Tim. Yeah, look, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you got as much out of it as I did as well, Sam, that there's this underpinning message that, you know, we have control over our own life in a way that, you know, at no point in the past we probably have. But I think as as business owners, we have this opportunity and also responsibility to ourselves and our families to create whatever vision of that life happens to be mm-hmm. right, and not put limitations on ourselves. And I know, Sam, that's one of the cool things that you do with your clients is actually go, well, hang on a second, maybe this maybe this limitation that you fall within is not actually as real as you first imagined it to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really important message. And when you see it sort of articulated through stories like the ones that Ramit shares in my, you know, my rich life or how to be rich, I think it was the title of his book is, you know, this kind of underpinning to go, well, actually, maybe if you think a little bit differently, maybe you're a little bit more educated, maybe a little bit more aware, you could actually look at this puzzle that's presented to you in a different way. And I think in the context, as you sort of touched on this, Sam, when we talk to business owners who think, well, you know, it's not about the money. Okay, but, you know, it is because that enables you to do whatever it is that you wanted to do. So whether it's 100,000, you know, a million, 10 million, $100 million that you want to make, you know, just think about what is possible when you achieve those goals. Let me just sort of go into that a little bit more before you go on, just so that people are thinking, yeah, but it isn't about the money. If you had more money that enabled you to go and see your family more, Maybe they're overseas, maybe they're interstate, maybe they're just down the road, but you don't have time to go and, you know, take the afternoon off and and go to bingo with your mum. Maybe you want to travel more. It's about the experiences. Well, all of those things, if you've got the money, you actually can do them. Well, this so, is a really good example of this is saying that I'm, as you know, and, and some of our listeners know, I'm heading off to France this year for the Rugby World Cup. Um, I think this is such a cool story. (laughs) Right, to celebrate my 50th birthday with a bunch of mates that I've known for 40-odd years now. One of the guys recently had a pay cut Mm -hmm. in his day job. Now, he can't manufacture income like we can as business owners, right? When you're Mm -hmm, in a mm -hmm. salaried position, right, a $5,000 pay rise is probably quite a lot, and half of that goes off to the government straight away. Yeah. (laughs) So it's actually not as much as you think it really is. As business owners, we've got this opportunity to manufacture income pretty much kind of on a whip if we want to. It's got to go and on the sales call, making on the connection and mm-hmm. away we go. Anyway, you know, because I'm we're doing okay, you know, I was able to say to him when we were looking at trying to uh, secure tickets to the Australia Wales game, which is gonna be the highlight of our trip in the pool rounds, that will kick in for you. Mm. On it. And, and as a result, all the guys, we kicked in an extra 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Just nothing really. Yeah. But we're able to do that because we haven't put limitations on what it needs. 
you say nothing really, but it's huge to him, right? It's huge to him, okay, because he was like, well, I just I just won't go to that game. I'll hang out at the apartment or, you know, go and find a pub and watch it on TV. I said, no, we want you to come and yeah. have this experience. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, that's enabled us to do, you know, because, you know, we've taken these limits off us in the business. Mm-hmm. It's enabled us to kind of share that experience with someone who's actually really important to us. Yeah. And that's what it's about. And we need to get really clear on why our money or the meaning that our money, you know, brings to our life for Leon and I. And I guess I mentioned travel and and people because that's what we want to do. That's how we want to be spending our life. Like you, around our friends, around our family. We, you know, Leon lost his father last year and that shook us way harder than we thought it was going to. Losing a parent far out that was way harder than i thought it would be and it's not even my own father you know but it's made us realize just how important family is and shown us that we need to spend time with them now because we don't know how long our family is going to be around so you know for us you know our money is all about spending time with family with friends and traveling and having rich experiences in our life yeah great wine Great wine paired Life's with too great short food. To drink crap wine. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> That's why I always take my son-in-law. He chooses good wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested in that one, Sam, because you would have been able to do that had you put some limitations and said, "No, I can't. I can't grow like you know. It is about the money and, and that sort of yeah. stuff." And you yeah. said something off here just before we started. I thought it was really interesting because we were we were having a conversation around pricing. Right? Mm-hmm. You know where our limiting beliefs come from about what is possible. Now, it may have been because you've always been in a back office and you're suddenly thrust into limelight as the business owner, and you rec- you know discovered that you need to sell and market and do all the stuff that you probably feel uncomfortable with. In your case, Sam, you were, you gave an example of when you were growing up, your parents would say, you know, mm. on five hundred dollars, that's so expensive, and yet for someone else, five thousand dollars to do exactly the same thing is actually really cheap. Yeah. But we carry these limiting beliefs into how we do business that affect us. And sometimes we're not even aware of what they are or where they come from. Totally. I know it's one that comes up in our house a lot because both my family and Leon's family are very similar in that there's a lot of talk around, oh, that person's a, you know, that person's a con artist or that person overcharges or that person's rich. You know, both of our families are blue collar. They work really, really hard and they potentially got this belief from their parents. I don't really know, but there's this real weird feeling around money with both of our parents. Now, we're very aware of it and we always have been. Obviously, I've been in business for over 30 years now, so it's something that I'm very aware of and it doesn't catch me out as much, but it still does every now and again. Because these are these are stories that are playing out unconsciously in the background. You know, what if you're not even aware that it's playing out? Well, a friend of mine, Kathy, said to me something really recently that I thought was was quite insightful in terms of how I'd made decisions previously in terms of my spending and, and not only just my spending, but how I priced what we did for our clients. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, when you're selling to someone who's making less than $500,000 a year in their business, you're typically spending the owner's money. Mm-hmm. So it's a, you know, if you're, if you're handing over a $10,000 invoice, that owner is going, well, I give you $10,000 or I put $10,000 towards my kid's school fees this year mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. food on the table, right? 
if you're at a hundred thousand, if you're at ten thousand, you know, you're thinking around whatever number it is for you. Now, if you're at ten thousand dollars a month and you see a five thousand dollar invoice come in, you're like, that's half of my monthly income. You know, I can't possibly commit to that. But as soon as that that five hundred thousand dollar threshold, generally speaking, mm-hmm. crosses, the owner or you in the case is are taking your money out to do your lifestyle, and that becomes the business's money. They should mm-hmm. ask because there's money in the business. And I know when you know back when I was at that that size, I was like, am I unconsciously pricing myself or you know my services and value to my customers? in the same way that I would look at my own spending. Mm, wow. I mean, so if I wouldn't spend money on it, well, why would my customers spend money on it? But and as soon as he said that, it's gone, oh, my God, Kathy, that's absolute genius. Yeah. I'm doing that to myself, not even being aware of it. Yeah, yeah. So these these things and around money, I would say all of us have something around money. And understanding it is really, really helpful to help you take your business to the next level. Yeah. I think it's also, you know, how we look at, I mean, obviously money is the thing, right? We associate, particularly in Australia, we associate being rich with being selfish and bad. Yeah. Okay. Which is, you know, that's one of the type of limiting beliefs, you know, on this macro scale that we need to, you know, take out against the wall and, and shoot vigorously. It's not the case, right? It's just a means of transaction. I think I'm sure if Ramit talks about it or not in the show, but I have heard somewhere recently that says, if you're a good person, and I think you and I certainly think about as good people, and, and I know, Lisla, you know, you probably think of yourself as a good person as well. Money doesn't make you a bad person. Mm. Okay? Good people will always be good. They're just enabled to do more stuff. Yeah, money's an amplifier stuff. of who you already are. It doesn't. Right. If yeah, you're bad people will always be bad people. <laughs> Something that I like to share with my clients a lot about this limiting belief about money is that the money's in the world already, right? It's not like that when you're asking for money that it's coming from somewhere. There's already this this amount of money in the world. Would you rather have that money in your hand? to do good with it because you know you're a good person or would you rather have that amount of money go to someone that maybe isn't going to do good with it and when you think about it like that it's like well at least you know if I get it I know that I can do good with it so why would I not you know earn that money yeah absolutely I think this is always comes back to again this belief about what you're capable of and what you deserve Mm-hmm. Now, so if you think you deserve to be a sole trader, well, that's where you'll be. Mm-hmm. If you think you deserve to run a million-dollar business, well, that's where you'll be. You'll make decisions around that. I was actually asked what our, you know, what my business vision is the other day, and I said, you know, our goal is to help ten thousand businesses ten x their business in ten years. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, pretty ambitious goal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that on a one-on-one basis. Yeah, exactly. So that's actually influencing where I need, you know, the things I'm doing and the things I'm sort of building out to be able to achieve that objective. But, you know, because I've set that at something quite ambitious, I think it's quite ambitious anyway. Other people think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 10,000, why not make it 100,000? Yep. 
because I, you know, for me, that's where we're at right now. That's quite an ambitious goal. It's actually taken away anything else that might stop me from getting there. It's actually got to completely remove those, you know, shorter barriers that might have otherwise come up. Mm. You know, and I know you again, Sam, you've had conversations like this you know, over the last week. I had a conversation with you know, one of my peers in, in a networking group, even just this week, actually. And when I first spoke to, to them, they said, you know, I'm comfortable just being a, a sole trader. I don't really want to grow. I don't want to have staff. And I said, well, you know, the more you surround yourselves with people playing the game, the more you realize what's possible. And, you know, and I challenged them and said, you know, are you better at what you do than old mate down the road? And they've gone, absolutely. Mm. Right? We do a much better job for our clients than they do. I said, well, mm-hmm. why would you let your potential clients have an inferior product? Yeah. Why do you want them to go down to old mate down the road? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How nasty are you? <laughs> and they were they were thinking, oh, that's really interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah. I had a similar instance again this week myself where one of my clients had openly said in our private group that she'd been holding herself back on social media because she wasn't really, you know, feeling the vibe just recently. But she kind of pulled her socks up because she said she felt like she had me you know, on her shoulder where I'm constantly saying to my clients, if your prospects don't go to you, they will go to your competitor, the one that is out there, the one that is on social media, the one that's, you know, in front of them. So this, it's exactly the same outcome as what you're saying. Do you want, you know, she was thinking, do I want my potential clients to be going to, you know, my competitors, these other people, I know I'm better than them. So she pulled out some She said, you know, she said, I still wasn't feeling the vibe. You know, she was vulnerably sharing in the group. I still wasn't feeling the vibe. So I pulled out some some old content and just got it out there. Now, this is where the beautiful part of the story happens. It went viral. It's her first piece of content that's gone viral. Yeah, it got nearly 20,000 views and she picked up a whole heap of new followers and she had people reaching out in the DMs. So, you know, she shared that with the rest of the group that, you know, keep Sam on your shoulder. Let her talk in your <laughs> ear. <laughs> and sometimes there are other ways around things. I really love that story. You know, and certainly, you know, look, a, a vulnerable moment for me that I'll share. I mean, that if, I'm, if I've set that goal, that I need to do things differently. I, I need to put myself out there in a much bigger way than I, than I currently do. Mm. I was always going to be a reclusive billionaire in order to be ever. Uh-huh. But you know, I've got to create a profile first. <laughs> <laughs> Then I can disappear from the social scene and be my, you know, be my billionaire life. <laughs> well, let's face it, I don't have my Netflix series yet either. So, yeah, maybe I need to do that as well. But, you know, <laughs> I have to figure out what my Netflix series will be. But I don't know. We'll get there one day. <laughs> She'll call it How to Reach the Top Shelf. <laughs> <laughs> for four for 11 people. <laughs> if no one's met me, extremely short on this side of the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I bang my head on them. <laughs> exactly. We are pretty funny out in public. You are so tall and I am so short. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, it is pretty funny. I love it. I think I think the whole lesson here and and even coming back to Ramid's rich, rich life stuff that he was talking about is, you know, you get to, as business owners, we get to design the lifestyle that we want. Mm-hmm. Right? We get to work the number of hours we want. We get to work with the clients that we want to work with. If you don't like a client, 
Don't try mm. and hang on to them. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. Create space for someone better. Mm-hmm. My wife calls them their, their soul need clients. Yeah, I love it that she calls them that. Like, and when she says it, it actually you can feel the energy coming from her. Like, it really means something yeah, to her. Yeah, and it's you know it's this opportunity to kind of work with people we really and surround yourself with people you really love surrounding yourself. Yeah. It, the thing, the, the other petty message in both Fresh Life, I think what you and I want to convey to our clients you know, and listeners as well, is that you get to choose yeah. and nothing needs to get in the way of what that looks like for you. Absolutely. So, you know, I actually posted in my free Facebook group, Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers, just last week, would you rather work 20 hours and earn $300,000 a year? or 40 hours and earn a million a year. I was very surprised that no one said both because when I typed it, you know, I was like, he, 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 what's going to happen here? <laughs> because really Dr. Evil moment. <laughs> well, it was, I was really interested to see what people wanted. Like there was every single person said they wanted more time. Yeah. But what it proved to me was that there is a belief there that there is a certain, you know, that we have to work more to earn more money. But there's always ways around things, always ways around things. Well, the one, it's just a proof. Okay, there are only 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some people can earn $160 in their 24 hours. And Elon Musk can earn $30 million, $50 million, $100 million in the same 24 hours. I don't know what the number is. That's probably something in all see. fairness, I do want to get put a caveat here. Elon Musk isn't a single mum that is really struggling with, you know, True. her three kids and and in True. a job. So I do want to have that caveat he, there. He's, he's probably paying for his, you know, his, his housekeeper and everything else as well. And something yeah, like exactly. Gets, you get someone to drive him around and all that sort of other stuff as well. But my point really is that the number of hours in the day do, and the number of hours that you work do not equate dollar for dollar to the amount of output that you can create. Mm-hmm. So in the same eight hour, seven hour, six hour day around, you know, school pickup and drop off, there's no reason that you can say, well, I can only earn $200 in that time frame when you could easily equally earn a million dollars in that same time frame. hundred percent, hundred percent. So the only thing standing between the two of those two things is the opportunities you take and the beliefs you decide, you know, the limits you put on yourself about what's possible in that time frame. So the very two things that we want to leave you with today is get clear on what you want. Like I'm talking what you really want, like that thing that sets your soul on fire. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't even matter if you think it's ridiculous. If you want it, you want it. So get clear on what it is that you want and then ask yourself better questions. Surround yourself with better people who can ask you the better questions so that you can put together your, as Ramit calls it, your rich life. I love it. Thanks for joining me today, Tim, for another episode. Thank you for listening. We would love you to share your aha moment or what you took away from this episode. Find us on the socials. All the links are in the show notes and we look forward to seeing you next Thursday on another episode of Influenced by Design.
Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.